0: Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina. Please fasten your seat belts. I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, All you need is respectfulness and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs, and we can do so by being reasonable. One, two... On this week's show, I speak with Marie Allred and Sarah McBride from Sage Soul Healing in Burlington, North Carolina. They discuss their shared belief that our beliefs create our reality. So let's speak now with Marie and Sarah. To view the full video of this interview, please visit beingreasonableshow.com. If I were to encapsulate the belief that you both share, what would that belief be? So I can better understand what the belief is
1: it's pretty simple it's just that our beliefs create our reality
0: our beliefs create our reality Mm -hmm. okay on a scale from one to seven how confident are you that this belief is true
1: oh man definitely a seven i'm gonna go with a 10 all right good
0: (laughs) and on a scale from one to seven how important is it for you to believe in things that are true and real
2: Oh, that's like an oxymoron for me, because I I believe that we should understand our beliefs, but I don't think we should be attached to them. So we should also recognize our beliefs, but recognize that we can change them.
0: With a belief that you happen to hold at a certain time, how important is it for you that that specific belief being true and real, like a real, attached to something that is true?
2: Mm. Well, that's a very good question.
1: I guess for me I would say that it is important because you know who no one likes false information. Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> so maybe they do, important I don't know. For you
0: and and for you
2: It is extremely important because okay. in understanding for me right. that my beliefs create my reality, I am owning my power as a creator to create the reality that I desire to not be so attached to one single belief, but to that core belief, that what I believe is manifesting outside of me. So what's happening in here is then in turn manifesting in my physical realm. And that's that belief of our beliefs create our reality. But each individual sub-belief for me is that I don't want to necessarily be attached to it because it may not be the best belief for me. Okay. Does that make sense? I
0: think so. If someone were to ask you, what is the primary reason why you believe the belief that beliefs create our reality, what would you say to that?
2: So the the belief that I've created around our beliefs, creating our uh-huh. reality, um, has come from many different aspects of life. Um, I've studied shamanism for many years, but I've studied many other different things, like the law of attraction. I've studied Reiki, energy healing. Yeah. and Every single spiritual teacher, every single person who's come in has shown this to me in some way, shape, or form, in some teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, So the core of the shamanic belief, and this comes from um, studying with the the Cairo, the Andean shamans in Peru. Um, It's this idea that we dream the world into being, that we create the world through our ability to dream, through our ability to create our reality. Um, so you're and saying so the- it's com- it's come from so many different places. So it's okay. like the universe has, in, in all of these different ways, shown me this core belief and shown mm-hmm. me it to be true.
0: So it's come from a lot of different places. Uh, one thing you mentioned was uh, shamanism. Yes. That uh, shaman- shamanism teaches you that uh, beliefs create our reality. Yes. And would you... Would that be correct to say that that's the primary reason, or are there, but there's other reasons? You're saying that there's you, you get them from other sources as well. Why you believe the belief?
2: Absolutely, it's come from so many sources. Almost yeah. every spiritual teacher that's come into my life. So most has, spiritualism
0: tenants suggest this. You're yes, yes. Okay, great. Would you agree with that? <laughs>
1: I would definitely agree with that. Um, you know, I've done a lot of studying on my own and kind of looked at the different, you know, what is it? The styles of shamanism, like where it is in the world. And there's always that one correlating thing that is, you know, your beliefs create your reality. If you don't like something, then find out what at the core is, like what's your subconscious belief that's creating that in your life.
0: Okay. Well, let's suppose... That Mary is sitting between you, and Mary (laughs) believes that our beliefs don't create our reality. Mm -hmm. Let's just say for the purposes of this thought experiment, she believes the opposite, that there is a truth, there's a reality out there, objective truth, and then our beliefs hopefully fall in line with that objective reality, that truth. Is she, would we say that she's also correct about that, or we'd say that she's misgiven about her belief?
2: If she wants to believe that, then that's true for her. Yeah.
0: But is it <laughs> true? Like objectively true?
2: Because she's created it. Yeah. You know, because she believes it, she's made it real for her. She's made it true for her. Okay. So I think a truth for me is something we each have and hold within ourselves.
0: So I'm a little confused. <laughs> okay. So help me. <laughs> So she, Mary believes something that's diametrically opposed to your, both of your beliefs. It's the polar opposite, pretty much. And I think what we're saying is, is that her belief is every bit of, every bit as true as your belief. How can polar opposite beliefs be true?
1: Well, I think it depends on the person. You know, what's true for me might not be obviously true for Mary. Um, And with everyone on the planet, you know, you believe what you see. You start to believe through experience. If Mary hasn't experienced what we've experienced, you know, I don't blame her for not having the same belief as me. She was probably, you know, raised differently, did things differently. So she has, she's formulated that belief, you know, on her own and through the society she's lived in and through her own life, um, which we have as well. But yeah, a personal
2: belief, if you want to make it true, then it's true. So can I, can please, I just give you an example? Yes. Right. Do. Cause I think that might help. Awesome. So when we're talking about our beliefs creating yeah. our reality, so say you hold a belief, let's talk about abundance for just a second. Cause that seems to resonate with a lot of people. Um, and it, it, it kind of, if you look at our society, some people thrive and some people live in scarcity, right? And, and this comes down to a belief, right? If you believe, that you are abundant. If you believe that you are wealthy, if you believe that you're healthy, then you're sending that out into the universe via your vibration. So, yeah. what you believe, then you're sending out, and, and then the universe brings that yeah. as your reality. It's, so, if you believe that something is going to be bad, right. the universe brings you that bad experience. If you believe that something is going to be good, right. the universe then brings you that good experience. So, no matter what you believe, and whether right. you own your creation of your reality, yeah. you're still playing this game with the universe via your, your energy field and your vibration.
0: I think I see where you're coming from. And I know you guys have heard of this show before. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of launch into a, another thought experiment that you might have heard. Uh, in my backyard, there are chickens. Yeah. And uh, there are an even or odd number of chickens. I might not know the answer. You might not know the answer. But could it be said that there is an objective truth there whether there's an even or odd number of chickens we might not know what it is but is there something objectively true that we can hang our hat on that doesn't matter what i believe and it doesn't matter what you believe
1: well the truth of that statement is that there are chickens okay (laughs) that was the truth of that sentence whether we know how many if there, if it's even or if it's odd um I don't know, does it matter?
0: It might not matter, (laughs) but the purpose of the thought experiment is to understand whether truth is objectively true, if if there's an objective truth, or is truth subjective? I think what you're telling me is that truth is subjective, but with my thought experiment, I'm trying to show how maybe truth could be seen as objective, because there is some information there that doesn't matter on what we believe. Right.
2: Well, and that's it. You know, if we both count the chickens and we come up with the same number of chickens, then we can agree, whether it's even or odd, that it's the same amount of chickens.
0: Yeah. So in the case of chicken counting, there's an objective truth, whether there's an even or odd number of chickens. We might not know the answer, but in that sense, it doesn't matter what we believe. There's just a truth there. Now, back to the example with Mary... Why, in that sense, is there not an objective truth? It would seem that both, could, both her belief and your beliefs couldn't be true at the same time, the same way odd and even chickens couldn't be true at the same time.
2: Well, and the truth is, is that we're both creating our reality. So in a sense, she may not be aware of the belief, but to me, the belief is still there. So Mary is correct in that saying of, well, I don't believe I create my reality. I'm not going to take ownership of this. Um, And that's true for her. But at the same time, if she were then to see how she's creating her reality and, and begin to become aware of that, she would open the door to creating something different. Different. That's just the, the, the belief is, is in allowing you the opportunity to see there's more out there, but she's not wrong,
0: if but I she's believe... doing it on an
2: unconscious level. Yeah. Sorry.
0: No, no, I'm sorry. If I believe that there's an odd number of chickens in my backyard, but in fact there's an even number of chickens, can I make that happen? Can I make it, the number of chickens back there to be even somehow?
2: You can kill a chicken.
0: But can I? Sorry, but I could kill a chicken. I'm sorry. Oh. By the way, we don't kill our chickens. We're I am just, just,
2: just, just, just trying to find some humor right. here. Sorry, right. I, I'm right. I, much of my life a vegetarian. I, I'm, you know, humane in that sense of loving animals. Gotcha. But I was just throwing a yeah, joke yeah, yeah, at yeah. you. Well,
0: um, how, how does my be- how could my belief create a different number of chickens? Because I think you're telling me is that our beliefs create our reality. But could that happen in that case? I'm just really trying to understand where you're coming from. I don't from. think,
1: you know, what we're saying is it's some things manifest automatically, you know, could take a matter of minutes. Um, some things, you know, could take days, weeks, months, year. It depends on when it's, you know, supposed to happen for you or going to happen for you. Um, if, you know, you man- you want to manifest an odd number of chickens, maybe one day, you know, magically, if you're not killing your chickens, maybe one might pass away from natural causes. Um, maybe two more chickens come in your yard or one more chicken comes in your yard. Well,
0: for the purposes of this thought experiment, let's just say we're talking about the number of chickens as it stands yeah. in the present. The okay. you know, number of chickens we have back there. And it's either an even or odd number of chickens and... I'm wondering if, like, maybe Mary would say that no matter how hard I believe that there are an even number of chickens, if there are an odd number of chickens, there are an odd number of chickens, and my belief doesn't do anything for that. It's irrelevant to the truth, the objective truth. Yeah. How does I, that sit with you guys?
2: I totally understand where you're coming from because you're looking at the the physical aspect of this. Okay. You know, we have, okay, say we've counted the chickens and there's 13 chickens in the backyard. Yeah, we both yeah. agree that there's 13 chickens yeah. in the backyard. Yeah. We know there's an odd number of chickens in the
0: backyard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that would be the objective universal truth of how many chickens there are back there. And it doesn't matter what I believe. And it doesn't matter what you believe. How does your belief work differently than chicken counting?
2: That's a really, really good question. Um, And what I would say is that it doesn't work differently. It's just how we are choosing to engage with it. See, some of us are consciously aware that we're rea- creating our reality and we own that. And some of us are not consciously aware, so we're refusing to own that. So it's a difference in whether we're willing to accept and own the aspect of how we create our reality and ha- and it so it's understanding the energy of how things work and and wanting to create some sort of change. So some people don't but want how, to believe to, that yeah. because they don't want to own that. There's a lot of power in that. If I tell you you create your reality, then you're also having to take credit for all the really bad experiences that you don't want to take credit for.
0: Well, help me for a second. Yeah. So let's suppose that we create our reality. Our beliefs create our reality. And I'm just trying to figure out how that would work with the chickens because no matter what I believe, I'm thinking is that number is not going to change, that that is going to be a, a solid objective truth and I can try to create something different in my reality and I'm trying to see how how that would work. Okay. Yeah.
2: Very good perspective. Thank you for this. So, and it's really hard to to compare this to something that's already manifested, right? So what we're talking about is, is in creating a change and creating a shift, it's more challenging to create something that's already manifested in the physical, right? So the, the chickens are there, physically. Okay. So the only way to change that is to change it in the physical. That's why I made the joke about, you know, there's 13 chicks. Yeah. If you want an odd number, you, you kill a chick. Yeah. Because the, you you can't shift that on the energetic um in that sense without changing something within the physical so because things it's are already physically manifested. True. So
0: okay. Um so if thi- if things are physically true, then there's an objective truth in that. Whatever is physically true can't be Change
2: It can be, but it's more challenging. Okay. Right. So, um, this, you know, going back to that thing about abundance, it's really challenging to believe that you're abundant when you're living in scarcity. Right. But it's not impossible to change that. It creates work. It create, you have to begin to, you know, believe something and then create change within your physical right you have to actually take actions to change your reality it doesn't just change by saying okay well I'm gonna sit here and just believe this you have to follow up with action and, and bring that into the physical does that make sense
0: so things that are physical are more apt To be objectively true and things that are not physical are more likely to be subjectively true?
1: I think things in the non physical could be subjective because, you know, everyone's thought patterns. Are particular depending on the person. So if, you know, you're trying to manifest something and, you know, my friends over here trying to manifest something completely different. So our thoughts are subjective to each other. If we're not trying to, you know, sure. Maybe one day we do manifest the same thing, but
0: how do we know that non-physical things are true?
2: So I want to kind of explain this in in a way that that may help you understand, because this is how we approach this in our energy healing work. Okay. So I believe that every belief that we hold is also ingrained and imprinted within us. So we carry those beliefs in our brain. You know, they they help us with how our, our neural pathways have been formed. They really are how our physical operates. So if we want to change a belief, we actually have to be able to locate that belief on the energetic level. So... Um, say you're creating something that you don't desire and and we're wanting to figure out what you don't desire and Mm -hmm. how you want to bring about that change within the physical. So we as energy healers are looking at this from, well, let's get into your subconscious to see what you're creating you don't want to create.
0: Well, maybe this will help me. Let's say that I want to meet my spouse. Yeah. And I think that from what you're telling me is that I need to set the intention or I need to believe that this is going to happen and my belief will create the reality that I will meet my spouse. And if I do meet my spouse, I think you would agree that that is evidence that your belief works that I I've believed that I'm going to meet my spouse, I've set that intention and I and I've met her. If I set that intention that I want to meet my spouse, and I believe it to my core. And if I don't meet her, does that mean that your belief is not true at that point?
1: No, it just means that you you would have some kind of subconscious belief that is contradicting the intention or the belief that you're trying to set.
0: So if I believe that I'm gonna meet my spouse and I meet my spouse, then the belief is true. Mm -hmm. And if I believe that I'm going to meet my spouse and I don't meet my spouse, then the belief is still true. Is it useful, do you think, to have a belief or believe in any belief that can't be shown to be false, if it's false? Because if a belief can't be shown to be false, then how do we really know that it's true?
2: I love that, um, and here's here's the interesting, and it's kind of this contradictory statement because what's true for one individual can be false for another. Um, you know, we're you know when we look at universal truths, um, it's very it's a very challenging. So to- even
0: chickens can what's true for one person, odd chickens can be true for another person, and they're both true. Is that what you're saying?
2: Not in the realm of chickens.
0: Not in chickens.
2: Because it's a physical, I see the 13 chickens, you see the 13 chickens. Are
0: you telling me that when there's not direct evidence for a belief to be objectively true, then everything is true?
2: No, what I'm saying is what you believe to be true for you, you will see within your physical reality. What I believe to be true for me, I will see and I will manifest within my own physical reality. And they're both true, but they may de- be two completely different things.
0: I'm still trying to get there. I know. I'm still trying to follow and it's okay. you. okay. Because in on, on one sense, we're saying that there is an objective truth, a universal truth. It doesn't matter what we believe. On the other hand, you're saying that there are subjective truths that are equally true, and what's true for one person, for whatever reason, makes that true. Is it possible that when we're, and and correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be, that when we're talking about subjective truths, that maybe we're talking about opinions, that it is my opinion that this is true instead of what I'm asserting is objectively true? Or is that not what you're saying.
2: Well, in a way it is. um, Because, you know, it it, really a lot of our beliefs and what we believe to be true and real for us are really just opinions or stories or something that somebody told us to believe to be true. And so in this core belief of I create my own reality, I encourage people to look at their beliefs. What was given to you and what do you really believe? And so this is kind of this dissecting of, because... Can you believe in
0: a false truth? Is that possible?
2: I, I believe so, yeah.
0: What makes the distinction between a true belief then and a false belief? Maybe that would help.
1: I feel like a false would, belief would be kind of the contradicting belief that you hold in your subconscious that you don't see that is causing, you know, chaos or whatever inside your life that you don't want. So you're sitting over here telling yourself like, okay, I want a peaceful life. I'm manifesting a peaceful life and you're not getting it. So the contradicting belief would be the underlying cause of that, which is, you know, you're attracting chaos.
0: So are you saying that false beliefs are beliefs that you don't like and true beliefs are beliefs that you do like.
2: But either way, whatever you believe, you're going to create. So it's it's like kind of this oxymoron if you look at it. And I know we can talk around circles, and <laughs> my, my inner Alan Watts comes out really strong in in that one. Um, but it, no matter what you believe, you're creating that. And and think about it. If you were raised somewhere else in the world, you would have a completely different set of belief systems Mm -hmm. than you have. uh, From because so much plays into your belief systems, your culture, your family, your religious background. Um, And so a lot of people never even question, you know, their beliefs. They just, oh, somebody told me this is real. And so this is what's real for me. And they adapt that belief and then they create that in their reality. So I,
0: um, we- if I believe, if I choose to believe that beliefs don't create our reality, can I make that happen?
1: Yeah, you can believe whatever you want. <laughs>
0: yeah, I can believe whatever I want, but is that true? It's true for you. So then all beliefs are true
1: then all belief, I think that all beliefs are true to the person that believes them.
0: Is everything true? How do we decide between a true belief and then a false belief?
2: So here's- um,
0: Because it seems like whatever is, if everything is true for me is true, then whatever I want to believe is true, and really, I don't have any false beliefs, right?
2: Well, at the same time, um, That's that could be correct. But do you really want to believe everything that you believe is where we're coming from? So you may have beliefs in your subconscious mind that you don't really want to believe, but you're creating them in your reality.
0: But how do you know whether that's a true belief or a false belief?
2: Because when you're looking out in your reality and you're saying, this isn't what I want. And you're manifesting it yourself. That false belief is something someone told you to be true that you don't really feel in your So if it doesn't work and, in your
0: life, then right. it's a false belief. And if it works in your life, then it's a true belief. Is that where you're coming from? I'm just really trying to follow yeah, you. Yeah, really no, to follow no you. Okay, on a very yeah, simple
2: yeah. scale. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Okay. Um, right. Yes.
0: Right. Okay. If... What you believe about beliefs, if that was incorrect, would there be any way to know that? Would there be any way to find that out, the way you see the world about how beliefs create reality? Would there be any way to know that how you see the world is incorrect, if it's incorrect? I'm not saying it's incorrect, but if it was, how would you know it?
1: I think it can really only be done, you know, by trial and error through the person who's trying to manifest something different or who's trying to create. So, you know,
0: well, I'm saying that itself, that fundamental belief you have, if it was incorrect, would there be any way to find that out?
2: And essentially my, my thought on this is, um, when for me, um, owning that sense of, okay, I create my reality. I am a, a powerful creator. I played a part into this. If I don't want to take ownership for that, what do I do? I blame everyone else around me for the problems in my life. I blame everyone out. I blame other circumstances. I blame people for this. So when I own something that doesn't work in my life, I'm owning my power to shift and create some sort of change. I may not be attached to what that change looks like.
0: Um, and I think I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But I'm still trying to see that if the way you see the world was incorrect for some reason, I would imagine you'd want to know it. I mean, would you?
2: If- yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think there's any right or wrong way to see the world, though.
0: So things are both objectively true and subjectively true and both are equally true. Yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting point of view. And I think I see where you're coming from. And I think where I'm hung up is is that I could see where things that are objectively true and things that are subjectively true can be at, odds, at, each, at mm-hmm. odds with each other. And I don't see any way of rectifying that truth. That Go ahead. Yeah,
2: let me throw something at you. Mm-hmm. So we have our own individual realities we create mm-hmm. based on our beliefs. But there's also something called a collective reality.
0: So that we it, all have consciously mm-hmm.
2: created this collective reality. And so the collective piece is more of the things we can't change, right? We have a government, it exists. Right? We have a president that exists. But could we I change live on that planet with my Earth, belief. that exists.
0: If I want to change that, I can't change that.
2: No, because we collectively have created that and that's not our individual reality. So we live.
0: Maybe how I'm seeing it then is that things that there are evidence for can be seen as objectively true and things where there are not possibly evidence for all bets are off. I can believe it and it's true.
2: Yeah. I mean, think about it. Just a general. um, Well, you believe life is good. You live a good life. You believe life is bad. You may manifest a bad life. Whatever you believe, the universe is going to serve to you.
0: But how do we know that's true? How do we know that me believing something makes that true? How do we know that?
2: Our interpretation of our own individual experiences.
0: And if that was wrong, how would we know that?
2: It's neither right or wrong. It just is. <laughs> I know it's.
0: So you have a belief that can't be shown to be incorrect if it's incorrect. There's no way anybody could show you, or you could even show yourself, that your belief was incorrect if it was incorrect. I'm not saying it was incorrect, but if it was incorrect. On a scale from one to seven, how important is it for you to believe in true things?
1: I mean, I would say a five, you know, I want to believe in true things, but also, you know, I can believe something today and tomorrow I find out more information. So my belief in that
0: shifts. So it's okay to have a strong belief in something that you believe is true, Mm -hmm. but if it's not true, that's okay.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to beat myself up about it.
0: Is that Figuring what you believe?
2: I'm trying to, to formulate the best words to, to answer this. Um, because truth is is kind of objective to me. Because what's true for me may not be true for someone else.
0: Objective or subjective?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Subjective. Okay. Um, so what I believe to be true isn't necessarily what everyone else believes to be true. And so... Well, truth is very important. You know, I want to understand the truth. I want people to come to me with truth. I want to... Um,
0: but in the case of chickens, that doesn't, that doesn't fall in line with that, right? Because you're saying...
2: We both counted 13 right, chickens. So that's
0: objectively true.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. So maybe, maybe that will help me. What differentiates an objective truth versus a subjective true truth, which is true for you. What help me know that if I have a belief, is this a belief that's an objective truth, or is this a belief that falls under the subjective truth that is true for me? How, do, how can I make a distinction between the two kinds?
1: Okay, so I think that in the objective truth of the belief that we have each have is that you know the universe works in vibration frequencies so each that's everything like this these are particles vibrating. Say, if i can't see
0: it <laughs> if i can't if there's not a way to measure it then that is true a subjective truth that is true for me but if i can measure it and if i can see it somehow then it's an objective truth that doesn't matter what i believe is that what we're saying
2: well, yes. So, um, so if
0: we can't measure it, we can't see it, and there's no evidence for it, then that is subjectively true for me, but not objectively true.
2: So think about it this way, because we've both experienced this, mm-hmm. where you know we go into our subconscious and we find a belief that we hold that somebody gave to us. And it's creating some kind of friction within our lives, something that we don't want to create. And, and we're, we're experiencing these things. And we're like, there's this friction. Something's not working. What's the belief? What's creating this? And we're able to go in and clear that belief and change it and formulate a new belief. We see the physical manifestation of that new belief in our reality. So the old belief no longer manifests, and we manifest something new. So I've gone through this process of changing a belief, and then in that process, you see the change in your physical reality. Maybe no one else saw that, but I saw it. It was real for me because I watched it change. I watched it shift, and I created something different.
0: But you're saying that that is subjectively true for you, right? Right.
2: Well, she's seen me change a belief and seen it happen in my physical reality. Because if Mary says,
0: Mary has a similar experience and that doesn't happen and she doesn't believe that. And that's her subjective truth.
2: Right.
0: It seems in that situation, since there is no way to measure whether your truth is true, truer than Mary's truth. There's no way to to, to judge at that point. Then there's no objective way to to evaluate the two beliefs, then at that point, everybody's belief is true.
2: Because they're physically creating what they believe in their reality, yes.
0: But if they weren't, you wouldn't be able to know that. Because if Mary says we're not able to create our physical reality, and you say you are, and she really, really believes she can't, and you really, really believe you can. It seems that they're both equally true and they're both subjective truths.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and so, you know, I because I, I've experienced working with people that don't want to to change their reality. But I can still identify but the Mary belief. But Mary believes you can't, right? I mean, whether, whether, and regardless, that's, that's yeah. fine that Mary believes that. But if Mary tells me something she's experiencing in I'm her life, if I'm a third
0: person and I just want to know what's true, I would. If what Mary believes is true, I'd like to believe it. If what you guys believe is true, I'd like to believe that too. I'd like to believe that. I'd like to. I'd like to believe a true belief. And I think you're telling me that there's no way I could, I could figure that out from watching you and Mary discuss what you believe with each other.
1: No, because I think you, to believe something is true, you have to experience it, you know, with your own eyes or with your own feelings. Like, that's how you believe something is true. I can read, you know, trashy magazines all day, but, like, I don't feel like that's true. Like, I don't feel like that statement is true. Is believing
0: something is true, is that a reliable way to know whether something is true?
2: And I would say, I want you to believe what's true for you, what feels true for you. And, and so if you can discover within yourself, what if
0: I say, if I think something is true for me is not necessarily true, like I can believe something is true, but what if I say that doesn't change what is true, what is objectively universally real and true.
2: And see, that's the, the thing is some beliefs we, we don't change. We don't need to change all of our beliefs. We don't need, but it's saying, what is true for you? Where did that come from? What is the root of that belief? And do you really want to believe it? Or is it just you believe it because somebody told you it was true, right? So when I see what is true for you, what is really true in your heart, in your soul?
0: But what if Mary says that what I truly believe in my soul is r- irrelevant to what is true because she says if I don't exist, that reality, that objective truth, still persists. Rather, I believe it or not, because if I don't exist, obviously I'm not believing it. So, where are we there?
2: It's true for wh- whoever believes it. So right?
0: It's only so. It's only true for whoever believes it. Okay.
2: But at the same time, there are, you know physical aspects of collective consciousness that, that are, you know, real parts of life, right? They're,
0: Maybe um, this, if I, if I believe that there's an odd number of chickens and there's an even number of chickens, you're telling me that's not possible to change or, or it's very hard to change. What makes it very, that very difficult to change? What, what is so hard to change about that? If if I believe that there's an odd number of chickens and I want there to be an even number of chickens, why can't I change that?
2: You can. You can buy a new chicken. Why
0: can't I change that with my belief?
2: Well, I mean,
1: first, okay, so you start the belief by saying, you know, I believe that there is
0: I'm gonna um, really, really believe it. And <laughs> I wanna change I wanna change that. I wanna change that. And is it is it completely impossible or is there a way that somehow I could make that happen.
2: So, if you believed that hard enough, yeah, <clears throat> I believe that you would manifest a new chicken. Yeah,
0: can I change the number of chickens that are out there right now by really, really believing how many chickens there are back there?
1: It might take some time. I don't know. Yeah, the one the of them may lay an egg. <laughs> so
0: I, I get the sense that there are there are two worlds here. There's a world that is function that functions by some kind of rules like physical reality. Physics, who knows? Math, who knows? And then there's another reality, another world that functions however you'd like it to function. You, you can just, whatever you want to, to believe, it will function that way. Right?
1: For the most part, it will function that way. You know, I can't, if I repeat to myself every day, like, oh, I'm going to win the lottery, oh, I'm going to win the lottery. Like, maybe eventually I will win the lottery, but maybe right now it's not my time to win the lottery because I could, you know, be belligerent with my money or something. Maybe it's not time. I haven't learned the lessons I needed to learn before I can acquire that money.
0: But what if there was an objective truth there somewhere and. Whether you win the lottery or don't win the lottery isn't dependent on what you believe about winning the lottery. You wouldn't be able to know that if it was objectively true, you wouldn't be able to know that it is a there's an objective truth there right right,
1: because I wouldn't know until I actually won the lottery
0: right. Again, like, isn't everything just true? Like, whatever I want to believe, it's true. true. (laughs) Even if you have a belief that's true for you, and my belief is that's true for me is the opposite of the belief that's true for you, they're both true.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Because I think truth depends on the person. If you want to believe it, you believe it. If you don't want to believe it, you don't believe it, so it's not true. But shouldn't
0: truth just depend on... Whether something is objectively real and true and not dependent on, it shouldn't matter at all what I believe. It should be irrelevant maybe what I believe.
2: So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. Okay. And, and this may be a little far out there, but I, um, I want to talk for a second about fairies, right? Okay. So if I believe fairies are real, mm-hmm. they're real for me. If you believe that fairies are real, they're going to be unreal for her. Mary
0: has; she just can't stand fairies, (laughs) and she and she really doesn't, you know, want anything to do with them. And she does not even believe that they're real. Mary does not believe in fairies;
2: she'll never see a fairy.
0: So, in the case of fairies, where you can't see and there's no physical evidence, then everything is true. They can exist. Okay, all right.
2: So it's real for me.
0: Okay. So how, you saw a fairy.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. And Just... All right. And if Mary says, you didn't see a fairy,
1: <laughs> and you
0: say you did. It's how, real for
1: both of us. How it,
0: well, it's, it's real for both of us. So fairies both exist, and they both don't exist. Exactly. So fairies are something that exists in the universe, and they don't exist in the universe. If I say the moon is something that exists in the universe, and it doesn't exist in the universe... Can that be true too?
1: Well, haven't you seen the moon?
0: Well, some people have. Maybe some people <laughs> haven't. But that, but regardless, does that matter? Because whether you've seen the moon or haven't seen the moon,
2: well, it plays into one of those collective consciousness. You, you talk to most people in this world; they've seen the moon. But, and but the our moon, is, moon real.
0: is the moon. Every ever bit as real as fairies, or ever bit as not real as fairies?
2: That's a really good. Good question. I believe the moon is real. I see the moon unless there's a new moon and it's not there, but I still believe it's there.
0: Yeah. Right. So there's, for the moon, I would presume you believe the moon is there regardless if you see it or if you don't see it, there's probably some way we could find that out, measure whether the moon is there when it comes to fairies. What, how, are, how does fairies work differently than the moon?
2: Um, because it's that consensus if you believe in something, you're more likely to see it. I've met other people that have seen fairies, you know, it's, it's a part of my reality that that exists. I've met many people that don't believe they exist, they've never seen them. Um, but
0: if you say that so- about the moon, whether you know, I've met people who believe in the moon, and I've met people who don't believe in the moon. Does that have anything to do whether the moon exists? You're telling me you've seen fairies. Yeah. And I would presume that you're thinking that fairies are a real thing, like the moon, right? Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, but, you know, and so I don't think I've actually ever met anyone that didn't believe the, the moon exists, but I'm sure there's there's people out there, you know, people believe lots of things. Yeah. But, you know, you think about it, even during a new moon, uh-huh. do we stop believing in the moon? Those of us who believe in the moon. Yeah. When you know, when it's cloudy, do we stop believing there's a sun? OK. We can't see the sun. Do we stop believing in it?
0: If Mary says, I don't believe in the moon how would you be able to show her that her belief is incorrect?
1: Uh, there's probably scientific data out there confirming that the moon is real. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, although there may or may not be, I haven't looked it up, scientific data on fairies, how right. do we convince Personally, her I, her I just that? don't want to change <laughs> anyone's
2: belief. You know, its I don't feel like it's my place to tell somebody what's real for them and what's right. But, but- I think
0: you're telling me when there's evidence that there is a belief that is true, then that belief is true if there's not evidence for that belief being true, then it's still true.
1: It's still true, then it's just subjective. It's not so subjective. then
0: it's... just something that you want to believe but may not be associated with an objective truth?
2: And we also have to look at, well, how deeply is that belief ingrained within us? You know? Um, so we have beliefs that are... Uh, like the physical, no matter how this hard is, I is...
0: believe that the moon doesn't exist, and that's ingrained in me. I was taught at a very early age the moon does not exist, there's no moon. Well, that changed anything.
2: I mean, for you, there just wouldn't be a moon.
0: So, for me, there wouldn't be a moon, <laughs> but- there's no moon that exists for me.
2: But if you, I mean, if I would ask you in that, if you're telling me the moon doesn't exist, I would ask, well, have you ever seen that, that ball that glows in the sky? You know, we could even sit and look at it together. And so it's, okay. it is that when we see things. Now, now
0: let's talk about fairies. Yeah. Okay. Same thing. How would you show me? you show me the moons in the sky. You should now, now show me how fairies exist.
2: But I don't, that's not my place to.
0: But what, is it your place to show me that the moon Exists if I ask you to show me that the moon exists? I mean... If I i am asking you to show me how fairies exist, it's your place.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, that's an interesting one. Um,
1: <laughs> I think you have to have a belief first that fairies exist or they're never going to be real for you. So if you don't care that belief... Do I have to have
0: belief? a belief first that the moon exists before... Do believe that it doesn't yes,
2: exist? Yes, because you were told... I have
0: to have a belief that the moon exists for that moon to exist.
2: Okay. So, at some point in time in your life, your parents probably took you outside and said, hey, that's the moon.
0: And how would we do that with fairies?
2: Um, we... I, We don't. Right. So for me, but growing up, you know, my mother, my my aunt seen fairies. My mother believed in fairies, so my mother taught me about fairies. You know, we had fairy gardens, yeah. and so. We, we've gone and visited fairies together. And so for me, that became real. I've only seen a couple of fairies in my lifetime, but as a child, my mother fed that that side of me. She never told me fairies weren't real. I've never in my life been told that. So a lot of people, when they're young, they're told fairies aren't real. They don't exist. They're part of your imagination. No one ever told me that. I don't have that belief that somebody else may have. And so whether in your conscious mind... But if I was
0: you, a young age. And- when somebody told me that the moon didn't exist how would that affect whether the moon exists
2: that's one of those pieces that um, like where does that e- <laughs> I'm just trying to think where does that even come from but um, I mean you would have to live in a place where y- you didn't see the moon because it's a collective thing. I mean, we all, you know, we have this, the mass understanding most people believe the moon exists. How does a
0: fairy exist and a fairy doesn't exist? How, how can we have fairies that exist in this world and fairies that don't exist in this world?
2: That is the beauty of the universe. That That is the beautiful part about life. So the beautiful
0: life. thing is that if we don't know something, then we have license to believe whatever we want. And that belief is true.
2: If we choose it to be, yes. But if
0: we do know something, like the moon, then we don't have that license because there is an objective reality that that moon exists or doesn't exist. What what is it? The physical
1: realm and what is real, so your house, the moon, the mm -hmm. street, the cars, is much different than the magical or the spirit realm.
0: Things are magical. Yes. then they're magic and they're true because everything's true when it's magic right or everything no
1: everything is true if you believe it to be true so you know say i'm like I don't have I haven't formed the belief yet of whether or not I believe fairies to be true. I'm neutral. I have a neutral belief system. Maybe I don't even know what fairies are. And then I'm, you know, out walking one day yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, I s- I see this little creature and I'm like, "Oh my god, what is that?" And then I later find out that it's a fairy.
0: What if I said this statement? I only wanted to believe in things that there was a healthy level of evidence for that truth being true and real, or that belief being true and real. And I'd rather not believe in things that are not true and real. And the, and the bigger the claim of the belief, the more evidence I would need for that belief being true.
1: Um, I mean, I, in my personal opinion, I feel like that would be quite boring, um, because then you're just following factual information that somebody else told you was true. You're not actually learning for yourself. You're just looking for the evidence, going through these files. So of is that the crux of it then?
0: That the beliefs you hold are more exciting than boring old beliefs based on evidence or whatever. It's just more exciting to believe in a belief that you want to believe. I wouldn't say more... it's
1: more exciting. I would just say it's, you know, the word to describe it would be liberating. I'm willing to go out there and formulate my own beliefs and my own op- own opinions about how my world works or sometimes the outside world works through learning, through, like, I don't just want to believe what people tell me or what, you know, science tells me, even though I do believe in science. Um, Why? But I
0: Why do you believe in science?
1: because the evidence is there but but what if you
0: choose to believe you choose not to believe in science
1: yeah there's some days i choose not to believe in it you know like the
0: what if you just chose i'm not going to believe in science and that's true for you right so why even talk about science
2: so i want to step back for just a second because something i feel like uh is is coming through for me that's very important um You know, for me, this this verification of my belief comes when I think a thought and then that physically manifest and I dream something into being and and these wild things happen in my life all because I created some shift within myself. But if
0: it didn't physically manifest, it doesn't matter to you. It's still true.
2: Um, If I hadn't seen the evidence of this, Mm -hmm. I may not necessarily believe it, but I've formulated this belief based on these series of things happening within my own physical life, shifting and changing based on how I changed something internally within myself. And then I saw it and that's happened for years now. And, you know, when you began to realize, uh, and for me, it's this recognition that my thoughts my thoughts are creating my reality and so within that um i'm thinking these things and then they're showing up you know if if
0: other people don't believe that and believe the polar opposite that's true too
1: that's true for them but doesn't make it not true for her right
0: right but someone else believes the opposite of what you believe and it's true for them it's true for you so i guess it's all equally true I, I, i would imagine we can put both Beliefs, sets of beliefs on equal footing.
2: Yeah, because no matter what you believe, it's going to become true for you because it's going to manifest some, in your but, reality.
0: But Mary doesn't believe that.
2: Right. But whatever she believes, her, her not the, this mm-hmm. one core belief, yeah. all of her individual beliefs mm-hmm. are still becoming real for her. Mary be-
0: doesn't believe that.
2: But it's still happening.
0: She doesn't believe that.
2: And that's fine.
0: And she right. thinks <laughs> that is the truth. And you think what you believe is the truth. I know you believe it. Yeah. I know you believe, but I and think. But yeah. I think you're telling me you're trying to tell Mary that regardless of what she believes, there's something that she's not seeing. But but what she's seeing, and and it's the opposite of your belief. That's tr- that's equally it's true as your feel
2: real for her.
0: And your belief is real for you, and they're both equal.
2: And I could still observe her and see where she's creating her beliefs. But if she doesn't want to own and that, she and can observe it, you, it, and, see, and
0: she can see, and she says, I think. I don't know. I think she's acting in a delusional way. Yeah. <laughs> Still equally true.
2: That's cool because I'm probably going to be happy. So it doesn't really matter right, so what like anyone Mary else says. She, and she thinks
0: that she's happy and, and she's, because and she, she can see the world more, in more ways than you can. Yeah. Just, just saying whatever the opposite is, right? Right. And they're both yeah. equally true.
2: Yeah. In my experience, um, and working with a lot of other healers and mm-hmm. working with a lot of individuals who do own their creations, mm-hmm. they generally tend to be happier people. Mm-hmm. Whereas the people who go around thinking, oh, life is doing this to me, yeah. they tend to be less happy and less joyful. And Mary says, um, you know,
0: whether I'm happy or not happy, that's irrelevant to what's true.
2: And that's fine. Right.
0: And they're both equally
2: yeah. true.
0: <laughs> right. And if I... I believe that their moon exists, and someone believes the moon doesn't exist, they're both equally
2: true. Yep. Sure. I don't know what you want to call the ball in the sky, but, (laughs) you know.
0: Okay. All
2: right. Um, and I think this kind of comes in line with collective beliefs. And mm-hmm. that, that's where a lot of the, the friction is right now, as we're seeing where, you know, half of the population may believe one thing and the other half believe the other. And there's this, this conflict that comes. Well, if there's a
0: when- 99% collective belief, let's say, that, you know, in history, we could probably say this is true. There's a 99% collective belief that the sun circles the earth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Does that make it true?
2: Yes, because we create that. We're, you know, we're. If a lot of people believe it,
0: if if ninety nine percent of the people believe it that the sun circles the earth, we can make that true.
2: Yes, that
1: is the power of collective consciousness. And the one percent—I mean, you still have that one percent that's like, no, no way, that's true. That doesn't happen. Like, we're not moving. The sun's not moving. It's still going to happen because the ninety-nine percent of people's collective thoughts that it is true is making that happen. That's what
2: is making that happen.
0: Ninety-nine percent of people who believe—let's—we're just hypothetical—believe that the sun circles the earth instead of vice versa.
2: Well, no, the earth circles the sun, right? So, so that's that's been.
0: We don't know that.
2: Well. That's, How do we know That's that? what science tells us, right? That's what collectively many of us believe because we've, we've but back studied it. The, the they for, had no idea. But back in
0: the 1400s, collectively, everyone believed, vast majority of people believed that the sun circled the earth. Yeah. So at that point, the sun circled the earth. But now the earth circles the sun because people believe something differently, collectively,
2: well, well, it is that not knowing. It is right. that since some things like we we don't know, and accepting that not knowing is. Um,
0: What's the correct default position then? I'm not going to believe in something until there's evidence that that thing is true, or something disconfirming to the otherwise. Or I'm not going to believe in that thing. I'm going to hold off my belief in that thing until there's evidence that comes along that shows that that thing is true.
2: And that's how a lot of people, they operate in that way. It's a challenge to believe in something that you don't see, isn't it?
0: From the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina, I'm Mark Solomon, and you've just listened to another episode of Being Reasonable. Questions? Thoughts? Connect with us at beingreasonableshow.com. See you next week.